I got nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. The show starts in 10, 9, Welcome back to the Hold Up What podcast. This is your host again, suffering through long COVID. We have survived. We're surviving. Episode 97, day 15 of not having any alcohol. So there's that. Testing out some of these uh, soundboard buttons because, fun fact, they expire after a certain point. They're in a temporary folder if I don't move them. And sometimes I forget to move the important ones over. You know, you hit the download button, you set it to the soundboard, you kind of forget about it. And then you go to hit a button and nothing works. And you're like, oh, shit, forgot to move it out of the temporary folder. So, you know, we're hitting some buttons today, seeing what's going on, making sure they all work. (laughs) And uh, we're going to go from there. But uh, the day 15 thing is not actually like a huge countdown. It's not like I was an I had I had an alcohol problem uh, where I was drinking every day. It's just a fun fact. Um, we had a little argument at work. Uh, one kid says he drinks every time he tells a story. It's because he had a drink earlier in the afternoon than he normally would have. He'll be like, "Oh yeah, I came home from work, and then before I ate, I had like three glasses of Jameson, and then I made dinner. And I burned the house down." type of situation and we're just like maybe if you didn't do that he's like you drink more than i do i'm like i really don't and you know i do drink a lot when i do drink it's just that i don't drink as often as you probably think i might so um day 15 i told him i'm keeping track of how many days in a row i'm uh going with without drinking so currently on day 15 of that i don't know how many times i'm going to keep saying day 15 (laughs) but uh episode 97 we got a lot to catch up on i know last time we talked it sounded like i was dying and maybe in my voice right now you can kind of hear a little bit of the nasally um it sounds like my voice might be covered in some liquid um this is what i think they call long covid i think this is a long covid situation where um you don't really get over it for a while it takes a little bit and i can tell you firsthand that is a fucking thing that happens because this entire week has been as close to being sick without being sick as you can get it's like borderline I want to call in sick, but I'm not going to because I'm not actually sick. I'm like over it, but not really. I'm going to explain this in a little bit. But we had a technical malfunction today. We had some massive rainstorm. It's been downpouring all day long. We've had flood warnings since like Thursday. Like, hey, this is going to be a wet weekend. And it didn't rain. It was nice yesterday. A little chilly. But today, obviously storm is a brewing so you know we got our walk done out of the way early big ass long walk and it just downpoured it's been downpouring like heavy rain ever since i doubt you can hear it in the background but it's fucking loud anyway i'm sitting on the couch i'm like all right i'm getting everything in order i have my ipad out my my uh, laptop out and i'm getting all the all the sh- all the episode points in in line i'm researching all that stuff I'm like all right time to go record you know i was like it's 12:30 perfect time i'll get done by like 1:32 eat lunch maybe stream tonight get all my stuff done for tomorrow cuz obviously tomorrow's monday turn on my computer no internet i'm like you got to be kidding me i was just i was literally using it like less than 30 seconds earlier no internet i start unplugging things plugging things back in and my 
Xfinity router is blinking orange and I don't have any service. If I don't have internet, if I don't have Wi-Fi, I have no service in this entire neighborhood. I got to drive like a mile down the road to get any form of service. So I'm trying to figure this out. And then I get a text from Xfinity saying there's an outage in your area. We're working on it. It should take, they give you like, I think it was like four hours. It was like, it should be done by 325. And I'm like, oh, well, that's fucking dumb. And like, we'll update you as we're getting, as we figure this out. Like, all right. So like, what do you do? Right. I'm like, all right. So I'll guess I'll. And then I just kind of lost the thread because I'm like, everything I do needs the Internet. Like literally, I can't watch TV because my TV is all Internet. Uh, iPad becomes useless. MacBook becomes useless. Computers useless. Xbox, not so much. There's some games you could play and not online. But like, I think for the most part, every game I have is either better online or has to update because it's everything's online. So I'm like, I can't do anything. Like, what am I supposed to do? I was like, you know what? I'll just make lunch now, I guess, and just eat lunch in fucking silence. So good news is that I had podcasts already downloaded. So I'm like, I'll just motor through some podcasts while I enjoy my lunch. So I'm like, all right, that's a good way to kill time. But then I thought, I was like, what if this goes on? What if this is like an extended thing that's happening? Like what happens if this becomes like a a full on, like you don't have internet until tomorrow situation, like a transformer blue, but it wasn't like a storm. We haven't had like thunderstorms or anything. It's just been rain. So I'm like, there's been worse weather going on in this neighborhood. So this shouldn't be an issue. This shouldn't take that long. But I'm like, what do you actually do when the internet goes out? Because back in the day, like the internet goes out, you're like, I just won't go on the computer anymore. You know? All right, that's fine. You still have cable. You still have your Xbox or your PlayStation that doesn't need to be connected to the internet to work. You know, you could still operate offline. But I was like, it's raining out, so I can't go outside. You just, there's just not, I don't have any fucking, I mean, I have books, but I've read them all. And like, I don't really want to sit there and read. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not on my list of things to do. If anything, I don't even read anymore. I have books, but I've read all of them. And what mostly I do now is just audiobook it. You know, I put my headphones in and I just audiobook the shit. So I'm like, I can't even do that because I can't even download the book. And you don't even need to download it. You have to stream it. So I'm like, can't do that. So I'm just going to eat lunch in silence. Thankfully, like I said, I had a podcast that was good to go. And that was that. So that actually saved me a big headache. But man, it's like one, there's no redundancy. You know, it's not like if you lose power, you have a generator. I think I have a generator in the shed. Or if like, I don't know, like your Xbox doesn't work, you could play on your PC. Or if your PC doesn't work, you could play Xbox or on your laptop or on your iPad or your phone. But all that revolves around the internet. Like you need the internet to do all of that shit. But like the internet goes out, there's no like backup internet. Maybe if you had, if I had a good, if I was on Long Island where there's good cell phone service, then yeah, that would be helpful. Because then you could just, you know, LTE it until you get Wi-Fi back. But this was like, I can't even like not even like it would load slow. It's registering that there is no internet. It sucks. Like this neighborhood is awful with internet service. This whole this whole central Jersey bullshit is awful with internet service. I don't know if this might be a little bit of a theory here. I don't know if it has to do with being around a military base and like signals coming out of there. I've always thought this though too that there's they either block satellite signals coming down or that there's so much communication going on on base that it fucks with the internet around the area because even in South Carolina, Mississippi, like you don't have internet in or around base. You have to connect to their system to like their Wi-Fi or internet or you have to be on your own Wi-Fi. There's never a situation where you have great service on or around base. So 
Um, so yeah, I was dealing with that and I'm like, all right, well, I'll just wait. And then sure enough, it slowly came back up. Like my cameras turned on, turned back on. And then I started getting push noties, the pushies started getting those back. And I'm like, all right, we're back. We're going to, we're going to figure this out now. I got to submit some, submit my final today for my, for my, uh, class. So we're moving on, but we had, this was probably the longest week for a week. I worked from home a lot than I've had in a while. So if you listen to my last episode, I was dying from COVID. And that was Friday. That was not this past Friday, the Friday before. So eight days ago, roughly nine days ago. That Saturday felt like shit. Sunday, I felt better. I'm like, all right, I'll go to work tomorrow. You know, I'm feeling it. Got a little lump in my throat, but you know, we can overcome that little nothing, nothing a cough drop can't fix, you know, or a Slurpee. Speaking of Slurpees, if I had a billion dollars, I would get a Slurpee machine installed in my house. So I go to work Monday and there's an exercise going on on base. It was all planned and it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it also wasn't the best thing in the world. But with that, they were like, well, we have this exercise. Some people are participating in it. Some people aren't. Um, whoever's participating in it, be flexible with their schedule. Let them go home because they might they might get called in overnight to come in to work the exercise. And it was like, well, that's very vague. Like, that's not like, a, that's not like, what am I supposed to do? Just tell them not to come in. But what if they don't get called in? Then do they come in? But then if they come in and they get called in at night, I'm the asshole. So like, and they're just like, yeah, figure it out. You guys can figure this out. And it was like, all right, well, I guess we'll, uh, I'll give them half days. So I, the people that were working this thing, I, I sent them home at lunch on Monday. Monday afternoon, we have a staff meeting, a random all call for staff for NCOs and they're like we need to we need to get on the same page with this this is this is a problem so they're like what do we want what do you think we should do and they're asking us like our opinion and I'm like I don't know like this was supposed to be pl- this wasn't a surprise exercise like we knew this was coming and I feel like somebody should have been on top of this like I'm not on top of it it's not my job it, it's you know this was like I was like I don't know so we came to the conclusion we're going to come we're going to go to 24/7 shifts and I'm against that shit. I'm like, I don't want to do that. No one wants to work overnights like five days in a row. Like, that's crazy. But my office is very flexible and they don't sleep anyway. So they were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. I'm like, all right. So let's do 24-7 shifts starting tomorrow. I'm like, I'll do day shift. It was like me and two other people. We'll, we'll do day shifts and we have swing shift and then we have night shifts. I'm like, we'll do this until the end of the week. Everyone's on board, right? That night we go home. This is Monday night now. We go home and get a text in our in our group chat, our leadership group chat saying, scrap the 24-7 shifts, work from home now. And it was like, wait a minute, that's cool. I want to work from home. I can get more, way more work done at home. However, my entire office isn't prepared to do that. They didn't bring home their laptops. They're anticipating to going in in like a few hours. And they're like, yeah, tell them not to. Tell them they have to go get their laptops though. I'm like, what the hell? So dealing with that, we worked from home. Right. But we had to go in at certain points. Like I had to go in like three times last week. So it was like work from home. But if you have to go in, you have to go in. So whatever. But this whole time I'm dragging ass. I'm dealing with this long form COVID shit. Long form. I said that like it was an APA style citation. Long form COVID. Long COVID is what this is called. Where like you don't feel great, but you don't feel sick, but you know something's wrong, but you're also not a pussy. It's not diagnosable. You can't go to the doctor and be like, hey, I need time off. They're going to be like, no, you're not sick. You don't have a fever. You probably have a little bit of a sore throat, but you're not contagious. So basically suck it up. Here's a bunch of fucking cough drops and Theraflu. I'm like, all right. And like eat soup. So Tuesday, working from home, I get all my work done in like, I think I, I set like a record. I got it done in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for a run. Got dressed, 
fell asleep, like ran out of energy. So I wake back up, got some missed calls on the old Teams chat. Uh, people looking for me. I'm like, yeah, um, I'm here, you know, just internet issues, you know, blame it on the internet. And it's nothing that needs like time or anything. But I'm like, man, that was weird because I just fucking, I don't think I'm sick, but like I feel sick. It's like you can't put your finger on it. I was achy, but only in like certain parts, like my shoulders were achy. It felt like I was wearing like a a weighted vest or like I got tackled. It felt like that, just like random aches and zero energy. So then I took like, so I took that nap and I'm like, that's weird. I never nap. And this would be, would have been a work day. Like I would have been dead if I was at work, but who knows if I was at work, maybe I would have just stayed awake, you know, maybe because I was at home and I was comfortable. I just felt comfortable falling asleep. And that lasted the entire week last week. Like this whole past week, it's just been like fighting off little little things. Like Thursday, I had a cough again. Then you would have thought I was sick. I was coughing up a fucking... I was hacking up a lung. Like phlegm the whole nine. Couldn't breathe on my own. Felt like somebody's sitting on my chest. But the, the aches went away. And then Thursday, I also took an... Or Wednesday and Thursday, I also took a nap. I would just... I would just be sitting there. It'd be like one in the afternoon. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a nap. And I would just lay down and go to sleep. Mind you, I took like 600 milligrams of caffeine earlier in that morning. So like that should have kept me awake. You would think, right? You'd be like, that's too much caffeine. You can't stay awake from that. Like you can't, you can't fall asleep. You can't take a nap with that shit coursing through your veins. But sure enough, fell asleep because my body is like, no, we have to sleep. Like you, you, you're still sick kind of thing. But again, I wasn't feverish, didn't have a fever, wasn't taking like Tylenol to suppress the fever. It was just like, I can't, I, I'm running out of energy all the fucking time. I would also get like a, a roller from 7-Eleven with like the hot dogs and taquitos and shit on it and get that installed if I was a billionaire. So I'm Googling these symptoms and I'm like, so something's got to be wrong. So I call my doctor and you can do... So we like we have like our portal where we like can t- contact your doctor like instantly like send him a not send him an instant message type thing and I message him and I'm like hey man like I had COVID last week um as you know however I'm still having these fucking symptoms I'm not sick but if there's anything you can re- like I'm not trying to get out of work but if there's anything you can recommend like to do that would be helpful like I just don't want to keep popping Tylenol like that's not healthy for you if there's anything else you can think of like can you just let me know his this is what I mean by sometimes the military doctors are like fucking stupid. This is one of those stupid situations. He tells me, just take more caffeine to stay awake. I was like, excuse me? Like, first of all, you told me like a month or two ago during my physical, I take too much caffeine. Now you're telling me I don't have an answer for you. But if you're sleepy during the day, just take some more caffeine and then go to sleep at night. Like you'll crash later at night. And I'm like, that's terrible advice, doc. I got to be honest with you. He's like, well, there's nothing we can really do. Like you just need to either take more caffeine. He's like, Excedrin has caffeine and it'll help with headaches. And I'm like, this is terrible advice, man. He's like, yeah, I know. It's just there's nothing we can do. Like it's just long COVID. Unless you can't breathe or you like you you feel like you're reinfected or something, like then you just kind of have to suck it up. I was like, this is kind of fucking stupid. And I'm pretty sure it's just to cover their ass. So I can't put like a VA claim in one day being like, yeah, I went to the doctor like three times. And basically all he told me was just caffeinate, you know, just keep drinking energy drinks all day and you'll be fine. <coughs> But I did figure out a method. You heard that cough, right? That cough's actually not that bad. Today is one of the days where I feel like 100%. Like I feel like I can actually go work out and not pass out. The trick here is you have to get electrolytes in your system right off the rip. You got to wake up and you just got to fucking hammer back a Gatorade Zero, a Prime, one of those hydration multiplier things. You just got to hammer one back. For some reason, this COVID thing has just been dehydrating to my entire body. But I don't feel dehydrated. But when I'm 
when I hydrate, I feel a lot better. So I figured out if I just wake up and I just pound back a Gatorade Zero, because I usually have a Gatorade Zero for lunch. So I'm like, if I just drink it in the morning, as soon as I wake up, it kind of helps me feel better throughout the day. So I found that if you just drink Gatorade Zero or like an electrolyte drink, something along those lines in the morning, or at least throughout the day, you feel a lot better. So today was... Actually, only one of the first days since I've had COVID where I can say like, I feel at least 95%. Like I don't feel achy. I don't feel tired. My voice doesn't sound too bad. Maybe a little, little nasally, but I'm not coughing up a lung anymore. I feel like I have enough energy to get through the day. So this COVID shit is fucked. And then I got a message from pretty much everybody that was in the staff meeting this past Monday. They all tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, look, you can blame it on me all you want. However, the fucking doctor told me to go back to work earlier than I came back. He wanted me back in like two days. I was like, I had to fucking tell people I'm not coming in. Like, you can write me up. You can do whatever you want. I'm not coming in because I feel like shit. I was like, and thank God we have a good supervisor that allowed that. I was like, so I would have been... If you, if you did get it from me, I'm sorry, but you got to blame the doctors here because they were the ones pushing me to go back to work super early. Anyway, I digress. We got to move on. The MVP of this entire thing, this entire debacle, this COVID plus long COVID plus just feeling like shit all the time, has got to be, and there's no surprise here, my main man, Brady Boy. So Brady, this entire time, Brady, the dog, my dog, uh, has a, he's a creature of habit. Everything's routine with him. It's 6.30 a.m. during the week, 8 a.m. on the weekends, we're waking up, we're going for a walk right away or a run right away. It's come back in. He takes it easy. He drinks a shitload of water, has a milk bone treat. He takes it easy. Either I go to work or if it's a weekend, he kind of just hangs around and he sleeps near me, kind of just follows wherever I go, but he's not really up and about. And then we eat lunch or dinner, depending on what time we eat. And then it's walk again right away. And then it's like, you know, post dinner, we're playing. And then He just hangs out the rest of the night. It's almost you could put it to a clock exactly when these things are going to happen. But when I'm sick, he was not on board with the whole... At first, he didn't understand that I was sick. It took him a minute to be like, something's actually not right. Because I went to work. I was sick that whole weekend. And then I had to go to work to get the doctor's note. I had to go into the doctor. So what he saw was me put my uniform on. I didn't walk him beforehand. I just threw my uniform on, drove to drove to the doctor on base, came back like two hours later, changed, put like thermals bundled up, and then I laid back down. To him, that was like not what's supposed to happen. Like I come home from work. It's all right, we're gonna either going to eat or we're going to go for a walk. It could be one or the other, but the, one of those two things are going to happen. Both of those things are going to happen. It just depends which one we do first. That didn't happen. I just laid in bed the rest of the day. I didn't only even ate dinner, but I'm like, I got to feed the guy, you know? So it took him a few hours to realize like, oh, something's up. So that was Tuesday. Yeah. By Wednesday, he knew something was up because I didn't get out of bed Wednesday until like four in the afternoon. I was just dead. I couldn't. I was I talked about some on the last episode. I just could not get out of bed for the life of me. But instead of him bothering me, what he does is when I'm, whenever I'm sick or I don't feel good, or if I'm just like laying in bed, if it's one of those days where you just can't get out of bed, he lays across my legs. He puts his head across my legs. So if I get up, he gets up. But if I'm not getting up, he's kind of like laying on me to be like, you can stay here if you want. I'm just letting you know that I know that you're laying down. It's not like he's annoying or anything, but he lay only when I'm staying in bed longer than I should, he lays across my legs. So the habits and everything broke. And then it just turned into like he would, I could see his brain going 100 miles an hour. Like he, he's getting like stir crazy. But then I'm, I see him also like calming himself down to being like, I know you're sick and I'm not trying to be an asshole about this. 
So I'm just going to try to entertain myself and I just got to get this out of my system. So he would like go outside on his own. He never goes outside on his own, like in the backyard. I always have to be out there with him or like in the screen room watching him. He would go out on his own and I'd see him on the cameras and stuff. And he would just be like hanging around by himself. He'd come back in. And then like, again, if I'm laying on the couch, he would just lay across my feet. It's always when I'm sick, he lays across my feet. But it was an, it was an adjustment for him. It was adjustment for both of us, obviously. But he's used to like certain things happening a certain time, a certain way every time. And then there's times where we couldn't even go for a walk. Like I couldn't bring him outside at all but he was oh thanks brady i'm talking about you i can't tell so i felt bad for the guy but he 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 squatted up he was he was the mvp this whole time you know he wasn't bothering me to go out or like he understood like ah something's up something's up with the big guy because he's acting fucking weird he's sleeping a lot more he's cranky he's bundled up he's wearing a hoodie all the time he's wearing a blanket which you could see if you're watching on youtube you can see i have a blanket over my shoulders because i'm freezing um it's one of those days you know but gotta give a shout out to brady boy the last 10 days or so while i struggle to stay alive i think i would just build a complex though that had like different restaurants in it kind of like a food court just like off the property but close enough to walk to so i can just get food whenever i'd probably just have like a 7-eleven installed with like a like a soft serve ice cream machine like a froyo maybe would be good but we had big news this whole week um last night which would be saturday the 9th december 9th lebron james and the los angeles lakers won the in-season tournament the nba cup they're calling it the first one of its kind so the nba cup or the in-season tournament 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 uh it was a it's an initiative set by the nba to uh get more get the get the players to basically play during the regular season and play for something because the problem the nba has the last i would say 10 years or so where it's gotten out of hand is load management right uh Kawhi leonard started it in san antonio back in 2012 ish around there he he's like the He's like the poster child for load management. And then all the, all the other coaches kind of bought into this thing where it's like, we're just going to rest our stars randomly throughout the entire season. We're not going to give any reason other than load management. And it's like, that's not really a s- injury, though. But you're preventing injuries. That's the whole idea behind it. Like We don't want them to play because we want to save them for the playoffs. So we're just going to randomly rest people. And what happens is, say, like, obviously, LeBron James plays in L.A., or he played in Cleveland, or he played in Miami. I don't live in any of those fucking areas, obviously. But I know he's coming to Philly, right? He's going to play Philly on this date. They're going to make an East Coast trip, and they only play Philly like twice a year, and this is one of those times. So I buy tickets in advance for that game so I can see LeBron James play, right? The day of, LeBron James gets put on load management. He's not injured. He's just not playing. And it's like, well, what the fuck? I bought tickets to watch him play. He's my favorite player. I didn't, I didn't get to see him play. And they're like, Sorry, we just rested him. Like, no big deal. And it's like, it's not a big deal because I know you're planning for the playoffs, but we were expecting him to play. If you would have listed him a week ago saying he was injured, then I would have sold my tickets, you know, or I would have had an expectation of him not playing. This was just kind of random. There's no reason for it. And now you're just going to be shit out of luck and have to watch Austin Reeves dribble the ball around, which who's a good player, but, you know, he's no LeBron James. So the way they, they're trying to combat this was incentives for the players to play a certain amount of games. Like they changed the MVP uh, threshold. I think they have to play like 62 games out of the 82 um, they have to they have to hit certain benchmarks to be considered for certain awards. You can't just play like thirty games and be the MVP, you know. So this idea of the this idea of the in season tournament was 
to get the players to take these games seriously, put more emphasis on the regular season, because these games count for the regular season and they count for this in-season tournament. So it wasn't like it was like a, a break in the schedule or anything. They played on these crazy courts. They had a group stage, knockout stage, and then the championship game. So it's kind of like the World Cup. It's designed like that, where you play in your group. Out of that group, certain amount of teams come out of it. They go to the knockout stage. It's one game eliminations, and then you continue to move on to the championship game. So the last night, the championship game happens, and LeBron James wins this cup, and the Lakers win this cup. So the quarterfinals, if you lose in the quarterfinals, you get 50 grand. If you lose in the semis, you get 100 grand. If you're the runner-up, you get 200 grand. If you're the winner, each player gets 500 grand, right? So that's that's a good chunk of money. I mean, maybe not for LeBron James, who's a billionaire, but like for the for the bench riders, the you know the 12th man on the bench type shit the guys that only play like one fucking minute a game in a blowout this is this is their entire yearly salary so um the nba got what it wanted out of it really is that they had a good matchup they had the pacers and the lakers head to head and like these players were taking it serious you would think some of them were broke like anthony davis being like oh this is great money around the holiday season it's like anthony davis you you made like a hundred million dollars in your career probably more than that like, you don't need the 500 grand this is for like the austin reeves is of the team like this is these are for the people on the team that are still on rookie contracts or they're on like league minimum contracts like this is a huge payday for them but this isn't for like lebron james doesn't really need 500 grand you know, so um, people are saying it's rigged, obviously, because why would you not have LeBron James win the first inaugural one? You know, but I don't think that this is good. But this is for teams that aren't going to win the NBA championship, but they're still they're like mid to low tier. This is something they can win to kind of get recognized, which is what the Pacers kind of did. Like Tyrese Halliburton, who he's only he think he's been in like two primetime games and the last night was considered a primetime game. So his third one and he kind of put himself on the radar in this tournament, like being like, yo, I'm fucking I'm good. Fuck you. Watch me go head to head with LeBron James and give him a run. And I mean, I think they only lost by 10. It wasn't really close at any point. But this guy Tyrese Halliburton makes a name for himself. The Knicks took it serious. Like all, all the teams that said, um... They were going to take it serious and try to win it, like actually did. And you could see the competitive nature of it. So hopefully they build off this. I would suspect because the season's not even close to being halfway done yet that players are going to start to rest a little bit more now. And you're going to see that load management shit come out. But I mean, good for the Lakers. Good for LeBron. He could say that he won this thing and Michael Michael Jordan never did and whatever, because that's always an argument to have. But that's not even the only thing that happened in sports. Juan Soto, formerly of the Padres, is now a New York Yankee. Make some noise. Got traded from the Nationals to the Padres last year for pretty much the entire farm system of the Padres. Set to make, he's probably going to make about 40 or $50 million a year when he signs an extension or he signs a new contract at the end of this year. So it's a one-year rental for the Yankees. They moved five pitchers and a catcher. One, two, Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and catcher Kyle Higashioka, the home run smoker, to the Padres to get this deal done. It's a one-year rental. However, Juan Soto is a lefty, a power lefty at Yankee Stadium. His career average is like 285, so he hits the ball. Not just he hits home runs. He actually hits the ball for average. He has 160 total home runs. 
and playing at Yankee Stadium, where I've said you can hit a fucking wiffle ball out of that short porch and right, he's probably going to hit about 10 extra home runs just playing at Yankee Stadium for half the season because he's just going to rip the ball. And with the power he has, the ball's just going to fly out. So they get this guy. They change their entire lineup just by getting him. Hopefully they can get a either an extension or he falls in love with the city and he's like, I don't want to play anywhere else. And they sign him to an extension. An insane contract. However, Shohei Otani, who's the face of baseball, apparently, who's a pitcher and hitter, for those that don't know, and I'm talking like an elite, I wouldn't say elite pitcher, but he's an above average, top of the line starter, and he hits like 60 home runs a fucking year. Again, lefty bat. He just signed $700 million contract with the Dodgers, but he's also 35, it's 35 million per year for pitching and 35 million per year per, for hitting. So like 70 million makes sense. Soto's only a hitter obviously, and he's a below average defender. So they're just doing the math. They're like, he turned down 10 years, 440 million. So he's probably going to command about 500, 600 million over 10, some shit like that um, at the end of this year when he becomes a free agent again, or he could sign a con- He could sign a, an extension. But any with all that, the Yankees still have him for the entire year locked in. So that's going to make their lineup significantly better. They had a heavy right-handed lineup. Now they have lefty pop. This dude can hit the shit out of the ball. He walks. He led the majors in walks uh, last year. So it's not like he just strikes out. He's not like a Stanton where it's all or nothing. This guy, either he just gets on base. He has like an 875 OPS. Like this guy is baseball and he's only 24 years old. He's going to be 25 at the end of the season. Like this is a guy you want to lock up for the next 20 years and be like, you're going to play for the Yankees. I will give you whatever you want. So hopefully it works out. I mean, I want them to obviously win the World Series, but at least make a run to the World Series would be ideal. And they're going to get this Japanese pitcher, Yamamoto. I'm not going to show Yashinobi, Yamamoto. I'm just guessing. I don't have it in front of me. I know his last name's Yamamoto. Yoshinobi, maybe? Could be his first name, something like that. Probably sounds racist to me trying to say it. Um, they're going to offer this guy like $300 million over fucking 10 years because he's like 24 years old. He won the Cy Young back-to-back in Japan. He has an, he has an MLB-style pitching stance he's not like one of those uh japanese or korean pitchers that has that weird delivery he like made his delivery to be mlb ready and since he's done that he's just been striking out everybody and just throwing cy young level pitching he's got five pitches this guy's supposed to be the truth and he's only 25 years old as well so you can lock him in 10 years 30 million let's do it let's get that's world series right there baby let's do it I would 100, absolutely 100% have a chef that can make fast food on the fly if I had a billion dollars. Speaking of fast food, though, Cosmics, if if, you, if anyone's heard of this, raise your hand. I'm going to pause so you can raise your hand. Are you raising it? Hopefully you're raising it. So this place called Cosmics now, uh, it's a spinoff of McDonald's. So McDonald's owns it. It's a comic book. It's named after a comic book character because believe it or not, back in the day, McDonald's used to have characters running around. The Hamburglar, Ronald McDonald. Uh, They had a shitload of these things and it was a whole thing. There was a whole storyline behind uh, the McDonald's characters. So Cosmics, C-O-S-M-C. So Cosmic, like Cosmic Donald, that kind of thing. 
Um, they're launching this new restaurant. That's the name of it is Cosmics. It started in Chicago. They launched the pilot or a couple restaurants of it already. And it's a spinoff concept focusing on drinks and snacks rather than a traditional McDonald's. So it's like a short order, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, Panera type. And the whole thing of it is going to be, it's going to have a four lane drive through. So it's like a quick stop for coffee, kind of how you get you go to Starbucks in the morning. Quick, quick bite, nothing crazy. You're not going to be able to sit down in these places, I don't think. I don't think they're going to have like, you know, a full on restaurant because a lot of it's going to be like, like robots are going to be running this thing. So it's going to have like some crazy things like boba tea, which is just bubble tea, which is actually pretty good. Um, breakfast sandwiches, some snack items like McPops, like little donut bites, pretzel bites, cookies. Uh, they're going to have McMuffins and McFlurries, shit like that. But it's all going to be automated. Like you're not going to have people back there fucking fighting with each other or fighting customers, which that doesn't really happen, I guess, at McDonald's. That's more of a Popeye's thing. But um or Waffle House thing, but they're focusing mainly on just pushing out these fruity drinks, um, you know, green teas, like stuff you would do at Star, like it's like a Starbucks, you know, you don't go to Starbucks to really eat, but you can get food there if you really want. And that they're trying to compete with like the Dunkins, the Starbucks, the short order places that people go to every day. They're trying to tap into that because the McDonald's situation, you can't just go to McDonald's quick anymore. Like they're packed and waiting in the drive through is so much less efficient than just going to Starbucks for coffee. So they're trying to take over some of that market. Um, But these places are going to start popping up and they're going to be small, like little, little places that you can just stop in quick, in and out, get a coffee, get a tea, get some fruity shit, get a milkshake, whatever you need. And you are on the road. It's not going to be like you can get a Big Mac and all this stuff. But speaking of Big Macs, while we're here, they're changing their recipes, which is crazy. their flagship sandwich they haven't changed it in forever but they've been slowly changing it over the last 10 years with little things like making sure the cheese is a little more melted or the patties or more seasoned uh they're using more they've been using more mac sauce over the last like two or three years because some of the complaints people have is like the big mac is awesome but it's everything is it's lacking everything so it doesn't have enough sauce the cheese isn't melted there's too much lettuce or the lettuce isn't crispy enough, like shit like that, where it's like, it's not complete yet. Like it's really good. It's just not complete. And this is coming from someone that ate 10 Big Macs, which you can find on my YouTube channel as a food challenge. Um, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to enhance the bun because the bun's really good. However, it's not as good as they probably should be. And with everything being more expensive, they're trying to make it higher quality because there's been a shitload of TikToks I've seen where someone goes to get, it'll be like two McGriddles, hash brown, and a small drink. And it's like $18. People are like, holy shit. Like, I didn't come here to spend, eight, if I was going to spend $18, I would have went to Denny's or something, or Waffle House. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to McDonald's to spend money. You're going to save money. So what they're doing is now they're improving the quality to justify these higher prices. And we can get into a whole thing about how these corporations are just keeping the prices high, even though inflation keeps going down because they know they can get away with it. But that's a whole other topic for another day. But they're changing the bun. They're making it more brioche style. So it's a little more buttery, a little more thicker a little more sesame seed on it. And then they are also changing the uh, the meat, seasoning, flavor, filling, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're making it a little thicker, a little more flavorful, and they're adding a shitload more sauce to a bunch of the, to their Big Macs because people have complained that Big Mac sauce is great. However, they get it and it's not enough sauce. So um, stop railing at me. So they're changing that, which is kind of wild because that's their flagship sandwich, you know, um, that hasn't, that's been the number one. Like that's, that's their number. It is their number one on every every menu. Every time they change something, it never changes. So always Big Mac is number one. I get it number one large with a high C. Or if I'm feeling a little more unhealthy, I get the soda, get the Coke. Um, 
I've had the Sprite. I don't think the Sprite's as good as people make it seem to be, but Sprite's not bad either. Uh, McDonald's fucking hits. You can always go to McDonald's. There's been bad McDonald's. I've been to a bad McDonald's, and the only thing that's bad about it is the shit comes out wrong or takes forever or something happens. You know, it's never like, oh, the, the, the Big Mac wasn't a Big Mac. Like the Big Mac is always a Big Mac. It's just takes forever or it's just made, it's just thrown together like disgustingly. So um, that's not even the biggest topic, which should, it probably should be the biggest topic if you're thinking about it, like McDonald's changing their shit. But um, Elon Musk, who I've been peppering for a while now since he's ruined my favorite fucking app and website, Twitter, um, he's about to step in it big time. Uh, the chickens are coming home to roost, so to speak. So I don't know if I mentioned it on the last podcast, but Cybertruck got released and it's a shit box. It's a fucking, it's a fucking piece of shit. Uh, there's not anything that was promised. Uh, it's it, everything that was promised. It's the end result has been under what was pr- promised. So like he promised 500 miles. The highest rating is 340 unless you get a battery pack. And even with the battery pack, the extra battery pack, you still only get like 480 miles and you have no trunk space anymore. So like shit like that, um, he promised it was going to be like 40 grand. The cheapest version is 60 and the cheapest brand, the cheapest option isn't coming out until 2025. And that's not even, they're not even saying it's going to be available in 2025. They're saying orders are available in 2025. So that's probably never going to come out. Um, the Cyber Beast, like the high end edition is a hundred grand and the cheapest or the middle of the road, the one that everyone probably wants is 80 grand. So you're like, all right, all that. And then the crash test rating on this thing is a fucking disaster. This thing is a missile. This thing is a fucking missile on the road so like yeah it's cool it goes 130 miles an hour or whatever however it's made out of stainless steel and when they did the crash test rating at 35 miles an hour against the brick wall the fucking back axle snapped off that's not supposed to happen you're supposed to have crumple zones this thing doesn't have crumple zones it's made out of stainless steel there's no crumple zones you know who's going to absorb it the person inside of it it's going to absorb the impact and it's going to shred them in half so forget all that, right? This was supposed to kind of save Tesla a little bit, give it some breathing room because they haven't had a new model, I think in like five years. You know, they're still pumping out the Tesla, the Model Y, the Model S, the Model X, and like the Plaid versions and stuff. Like, But they haven't had a new car in forever. This was supposed to be their new car. However, they only delivered 10. They're still taking all these orders. There's no mass production of these yet. They look like shit. Like they're st- they look like refrigerators on the road. Everything about them sucks. So like this has been massively underwhelming to anyone that has a brain. Is like this isn't what was promised. There's no way this is going to save Tesla from anything. So then like what the fuck? That's just one side. That's just Tesla on its own. But then you look at X, right? Formerly known as Twitter. He bought X or Twitter using leverage from his stock in Tesla. So Tesla's stock, when he bought X, was like 450 a share. It was on the rise, right? This past year, they had to cut costs and they had to lower the price by half for all their cars. So that lowers profitability, which lowers the stock price. You know what I mean? It, everything's lower. So the loans he took out were based on the stock going up or at least staying the same around the 400 to 450 mark. Now that the stock has gone down, their Tesla's making less money. All those 
all the money that was leveraged to buy X is worth a lot less. So the bank is like, well, you've had a year and if it hits a certain threshold, no one actually knows the exact threshold, but it's got to be coming up soon. The bank is going to be like, well, we're going to want our money now. We can't just go off of good faith of Tesla because Tesla's stock is going down and you just released a truck that no one's going to be able to afford or do they actually want. So you're going to be worth less in the future, just forecasting it out. So we're going to need our money now. And it's been about a year, right? A little more than a year since he bought Tesla or since he bought X. And the bank eventually is going to be like, well, give us give us our money. Like you're going to. So he's going to default. Everyone knows it. There's no way he can keep this going. He can borrow money from SpaceX. However, SpaceX is it's not a shit company. It just doesn't make any money. Starlink was supposed to be like how they funded this entire thing. And they were expecting like 20 million subscribers to Starlink. And they only have like 100,000. Like no one's paying $150 for Starlink in the woods. You know, like you're just it's not it hasn't caught on yet. And like it's cool and all when there's wars or if you're in Africa and then you get it. But like how many people is that actually serving? So SpaceX, which isn't a profit center, is not making money at this point. So he can't really borrow money from there because that'll just look bad. And the investors in SpaceX are like, no, we're not funding your fucking bullshit. Like we're not funding you to keep Twitter alive. So we're going to pull our money because he doesn't want to pull money from SpaceX. That's his money. That's that's where he makes a lot of his money and a lot of his value. I think it was valued at like $150 billion or something. Like that's where his bread and butter is going to be if Tesla, if there's no, no fucking end in sight with Tesla. So what's going to happen soon? And I mean, I'm not a financial analyst. I just, I read certain things. I get certain reports in the morning from like Morningstar and stuff where it's like the bank is going to ask for their money eventually. And when that happens, he's either going to have to use his own money, which he doesn't really have any because it's all tied to the Tesla stock. And it's probably worth a lot less than he thinks it is because obviously he was the richest man in the world, but only because that was tied to the Tesla stock going through the roof. But now that Tesla stock is keeps going down and is staying down, he's probably worth a lot less now. And you can't just keep selling stock off of a company you own because that sends the message to the shareholders being like, well, if the owner's fucking selling, I'm going to sell. And then you tank the stock. So you see how that works. It's all tied together. And then if he goes anywhere near SpaceX, the SpaceX investors and also the US government who subsidizes SpaceX is going to be like, no, you can't do that. You can't use our money, taxpayer subsidized money to fund your outstanding debt. Like, welcome to capitalism, bro. Like, you can't just be borrowing money to pay more. Can't borrow money from Peter to pay Paul. That doesn't work. It, it works in the short term, but it's not it's, it's not sustainable. So you're like, why isn't Twitter making money, right? And this guy is telling the advertisers to fuck themselves on stage. He's and he's been outspoken about this, but you know, last week or two weeks ago now, I know COVID's been fucking me up. He's he's like, I'm not I'm not bending over for advertisers. Like, go fuck yourself. And people are like, well, that was cute in the beginning, but now you're not making any money. It's not cute anymore. So like, can you not tell people to fuck themselves? And he just doesn't get it. Like he just reinstated Alex Jones on Twitter, even though he said a few years ago, like there's no spot. He's like, I'm all for free speech. But what Alex Jones did with the kids in Sandy Hook is unforgivable. Like he's a terrible human being, but then reinstates him on Twitter because it's public square and all this stuff. And it's like, well, now advertisers really aren't going to come back. Like they weren't coming back to begin with, but now they're really not. And he's like, well, the Disney CEO needs to be fired because he's losing out on this massive platform. And it's like, it would be, it used to be a massive platform, dude. Like it used to be Twitter. It was its thing. And like, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but like it worked. And now no one's going to like Walmart, all the major companies, Apple, like everyone's like, no, fuck that. Like let this thing die and we'll buy it. Basically what's going to happen is it's going to be worth nothing and he's going to have to default on his loan, on his payments. And 
the bank's going to come in and be like, all right, file for bankruptcy. And whoever can pay this debt off is going to own it. And Microsoft, Apple, Google, one of these places is going to buy it and just make it what it used to be. And that'll be that because there's no way he's going to be able to keep borrowing money from Tesla or SpaceX to start paying these things off. So he's in the shitter, but um, something to keep an eye on because it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, It's been about a year since he took out these loans and the chickens are coming home to roost. So we're going to get out of here. We've been going for about 53 minutes. I know I've been rambling, but like I said, I haven't been in front of a microphone in a while. I haven't had the energy, the brain fog, man. It's a real thing. I didn't understand what brain fog was until I experienced brain fog. And then I know what it is. It's like if someone takes a wet towel and wraps it around your head and tells you to go walk around. That's what it feels like. It feels like your head's a million pounds and you can't do anything. You just, you have no energy to do shit. So with all that, we're going to get the hell out of here. Um, I appreciate everyone that's stuck through it. I know it's been a little wonky the last few weeks with the COVID and busy work schedules and stuff, but we're going to keep this train rolling into 2024. We got big plans coming up for all that stuff. So looking forward to that. And um, with all that, let's um, let's get out of here. Let's uh, Let's blow this candle out, so to speak. <laughs> 